Welcome to episode 212. Do you have challenges communicating what you really want to eat, drink, or even do with your time? I find lots of people feel attacked and brought down by their social circle, family, or even their intimate partner. And so on this episode, I want to give you something I use with my clients called the script of meaning, which is a strategy about how to communicate your food boundaries and your wellness goals so you don't get bullied into eating or drinking things you don't want or that cause you pain and suffering. This might take a little bit of courage, but I guarantee that this skill, if you can do it, will change your life. Alrighty. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? It's not long until Christmas. Just a couple of days away until the big day. However, no matter when you listen to this episode, it's going to be useful because today's episode is all about communication. Now, I know we don't have much left of 2022, but it's still my mission to coach 300 people to get control of their emotional eating so they can lose weight and actually keep it off without counting calories or eating rabbit food. And that mission goes until New Year's Eve, until a new mission begins, right? So help us fulfill that mission before the end of the year. Get in, jump in, get involved. And again, no matter when you hear this, scroll down to the show notes below, click the link and you can get involved. Now, today's episode is all about communication. And the reason that I wanted to put this out is because I've had a lot of conversations lately, uh, particularly with clients, about communication and boundaries around food. And actually, what I'm doing on today's episode is kind of uh, showing you a little bit behind the curtain of the emotional eating program that I run. Uh, and the reason that I want to bring bring this to you is because when it comes to Christmas time, we're often doing a lot of things through expectation, perceived expectation. And the idea that if we don't, we're going to be somehow judged negatively. Now, this may or may not be actually true, right? In some situations, it's absolutely true. People judge you. People have a go at you. People peer pressure you. They force you. Uh, and I hear this a lot, actually, throughout the entire year. Now, that's why this uh, episode is going to be irrelevant of Christmas time, per se, because every social situation you find yourself in, there will be somebody that might be projecting their judgment onto you because of decisions that you've made about food, nutrition, health, wellness, and that type of thing. And so I want to arm you with communication tools that allow you to actually create space between you and that person in a healthy way. But more importantly, it's not you're not asking them for permission, right? You're recruiting them to your healthy mission. And that just coincidentally rhymes and I've just realized it. <laughs> Look, in a perfect world, we should not have to tell people what we're doing. We should just be able to do what we want and everybody live in their individual life and everybody else's life doesn't impact them. That's not the reality, unfortunately. Like I would love to live in that paradise where nobody's stuff, you know, invades or judges anybody else's stuff and everyone's free on their own. Amazing. However, there's also lots of downsides to not to that idea of individualism and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, hashtag rabbit hole. Um, but the point is we don't live in that utopia where everybody's behaviors don't affect everybody else, right? So we have to actually communicate to the people around us about what's going on in a way that has them understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and allows us to recruit them on board with what we're doing. 
because as the reality is we're pack animals. Humans are pack animals. We're tribe animals. We love to be a part of community. And that's something that I've really learned the meaning of this year, being a part of a tribe, a community, a family, all of that type of thing. And whether it be a football club, whether it be a book club, whether it be a health and wellness program, that's one of the big aspects of the group program that I run is that you have to attach yourself to a community of people that have shared values. Because often when you go on a health uh, kick or you know you, you jump into a program or you sign up to some kind of 28-day thing or whatever gym challenge, if you, if you go home to your family and all the people you spend your time with at work, at home, in your social life are not on board or not a part of that shared value system, guess what? They are going to bring you down. And you've probably been a part of this. You're probably nodding right now and like, yep, when I tried to get healthy, my husband brought me down. Or yep, when I tried to go on this, this you know, health kick, um, my wife gave me shit because I didn't lose weight, you know, uh, or whatever the thing is. Or my friends had a go at me for not drinking on Saturday night. Your tribe will bring you down to their level because they feel judged by your decision to behave differently to the tribe. And this happens a lot in families as well because remember pack mentality the pack operates this way when somebody operates in a different way the pack perceives that as a judgment and or threat and therefore responds accordingly which depending on your pack is usually judgment ridicule um peer pressuring you into being uh, someone that joins back in in the in the pack mentality or the pack behavior aka eating the food aka uh drinking the alcohol whatever it is so first and foremost you have to acknowledge like i'm a pack animal i'm an animal i'm a human i'm a pack animal and that means that i am going to feel like i want to partake in some things that are related to the pack that I identify with. That might be my husband, my kids, my parents, my friends, the people that I, you know, do extracurricular activities with, sport with, you know, etc. that kind of thing, breath work with. And so that's why they say, and the famous Tony Robbins line, is Tony Robbins or Jim Rohn? Both of them say it, possibly, <laughs> um, which is you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So we have to look at, at our environment because it's not just the five, but it's also there's layers beyond that that influence what we do. So we need to first and foremost understand that we might be a part of a pack and tribe and family that don't necessarily share the values that we share, which means that we're going to need to develop communication tools that allow us to express ourselves and make the choices that we want to make in relation to food and our health and wellness while still maintaining our position in a pack that doesn't share those values. Does that make sense? Do you see where, why that might be a little bit tricky? Because normally the pack will respond negatively to a pack member behaving in a different way or holding a different value structure because there's the, going to be a clash. There's going to be friction. However, what you want to develop in your pack, in your family, in your tribe is the ability for different value systems to coexist. That's a really healthy tribe in my opinion because that's the kind of uh, tribe that allows people to have different opinions but they still like each other, to have arguments but they still love each other, right? It's not one of those dictatorships, right, where you're, it's like basically, you know, the Victorian government for the last two years. <laughs> Oh, he went there. He went there. Um, but basically my point is that you want to have this healthy relationship where it's okay for people to, to express themselves and to choose different things for themselves and it not be a reflection on you or vice versa. 
you expressing yourself is not automatically judging someone else. We all know someone that when we told them we didn't want to have a drink on Friday night or Saturday night or, a, you know, a wine at brunch or whatever it is, that was like, why not? What are you doing that for? Like, you've tried 10 diets. You never lose weight, you know. Just do it. It's it's the last Saturday of the week. We've got to celebrate, <laughs> you know. You know that friend and then you just, you just end up being like, oh, all right then, I guess you're right. I have failed at so many diets and or I guess you're right then. It's like YOLO, right? Fucking woo! How often do we get to do this? Oh, that's right, every friggin' Saturday. That's why I'm in this state with my body. <laughs> it's like when parents um, give permission to their kids to enjoy particular types of food. They're like, no, you can't have that. It's full of sugar. And then they're, they're like, oh, come on, mom, come on, come on. It's like... All right, but that's the only one today. But the catch is, if you actually know what's in all of the food, all of the food looks and feels different, but from a sugar perspective, it's actually the 16th time today, <laughs> which is why we have the childhood diabetes problem. And that's a, real, that's a real word, by the way. Diabetes, obesity. It's terrifying. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting off track. Uh, it's Christmas, all right? My head's full. <laughs> um, so what I want to do is I want to help you get some communication tools. And this is the communication tools that we talk about on Zoom calls with clients. This is exactly what I go through with clients. Not every client needs this because based on your personality, you might be the person in the social group or family that's like, this is what I'm doing. Deal with it. And everybody just is like, oh, fair enough. That's what, she, that's what she's doing. That's what he's doing. And, and I'm that person in my family, right? I'm very much like, yep. I'm doing this, everybody, whatever. I don't care what you think about it. Um, and, you know, I'm a bit of a rebel. But also over the last 20 or 30 years of being in my family, I would say my family has also evolved to to allow these different opinions. And my family's always, my immediate family at least, has been quite good at allowing my sister and I uh, and everybody around and any girlfriends I've had over my lifetime to be whoever they are and just express themselves and eat the way they want to eat. And my, my family's been very responsive uh, for the most part in regards to food requests and all that kind of stuff. So I'm lucky. I'm lucky. But um, I also have a wider family, which many of which, you know, slot into being your average day Australian, you know, the masses, um, you know, bless their cotton socks. And so when it comes to being different, they're, you know, they're very judgmental about things that people try and do and, and whatnot. So I'm not totally unexposed to that kind of stuff is my point. And I know that many of us and many of the people listening to this podcast right now have families that are the same, like, you know, that are like they're hard work. And it's like you want to do something good for yourself. And it's really difficult to get them on board because they're so far removed from the personal development world that they couldn't possibly even relate or understand. So we have to use our linguistic prowess in order to get them on board. Basically, we want to convince them that them supporting us is the best decision they've ever made. <laughs> um, and the, at this time of year, particularly with Christmas, but birthdays, New Year's, um, Easter, all of those events, all of those events, people feel an obligation to, you know, eat Nonna's food or mum always makes this for me. So I have to eat it or I have to take home all of these high sugar leftovers. Right. Um, or, you know, I have to have uh, a whiskey with dad, whatever it is. And these are all things that you might actually feel some sense of connection to, but 
deep down, if you check in with yourself, it's like, I actually want to say no to this. And it might not be no to all of it. It might be no to the volume, right? It might be like, I just want to do this once and I don't want to go and go and go until we're all shit-faced and, you know, feeling like crap on the couch with brain fog and we're overwhelmed. You just want to say, oh, I just want to have one and just stop there and, and you want to be able to get people on board, right? And one of the things that's absolutely blown my mind, which has kind of informed what I've said to this point, um, and my interest in the personal development space and behavior change is just how just how attached to belief systems and ideas we are that we were handed at birth without even realizing it. Nobody even consciously really handed many of the beliefs we've got. We just adopted them because that's what our parents were doing. And our parents just adopted them from their parents or the doctor or whoever it is. And it just melts my brain that when you go down the rabbit holes of everything, basically, what you discover to be true and not true and, you know, founded on actual legitimate science and otherwise founded on just Chinese whispers and hearsay and really good marketing, right? And the one that always melts my brain and everybody's is the fact that uh, John Harvey Kellogg, the owner of the world cereal industry, basically, um, was the one that said breakfast is the most important meal of the day in the 1800s. And then the last five, six generations of mums and grandmothers took that on board. They, they knew no better. You know, I'm not judging anybody. But they, it just became Chinese whispers and the next person handed to the next person. And now it's like this deeply entrenched belief system that can you believe like breakfast is the most important meal of the day as said by somebody who wanted to sell, sell a product and had absolutely zero science and evidence behind him, right? So it blows my mind. And that's, who, that's the kind of people we're communicating with when we're often trying to have challenging conversations. And this is the thing. These conversations are challenging. It takes courage. Unless you're the personality that's, you know, extroverted and in control and the driver's seat and, you know, you've already developed this expectation in your family that, like, you'll do what you'll do and you won't have it any other way and everybody just accepts you, then the reality is behind every communication problem or thing that you want to be true is a 10-minute conversation that you don't want to have. And that's probably loads of things in your marriage, issues with childhood trauma with your parents, uh, things with your uncle or your auntie that are, that are problematic. It's a 10-minute difficult conversation. That's all you got to do. You can either have a 10-minute difficult conversation or you can have a subtly painful entire day, weekend, week, month, year, life, right? All of, the, all of the solutions that exist within your immediate life are usually just going to be 10-minute conversations. You just got to sweat it out for 10 minutes. Speak calmly, speak truthfully. And remember, when you're talking in any conversation about uh, managing situations with people, you must come from I. This is like number one relationship advice 101, like across the board. Whenever you're talking to a partner, family member or loved one, you use I statements. Because as soon as you start attacking them and saying, you push me into drinking, you push me into eating all the chocolate, like I told you I don't want to eat it and you bought it home. As soon as you start with that shit, it's a shit show, basically, because you're judging them, you're blaming them, you're attacking them. So guess what they do? They defend themselves and rightfully so, right? Hey, mum. Are you currently in a situation where you've tried diet after diet after diet for years only to be feeling bigger, heavier and more bloated than you ever have before? There are probably a number of signs that your body's been giving you. Do you feel controlled by sugary foods all day? 
Do you eat when you're feeling sad, angry, stressed or tired? And have you lost the body confidence to wear your favourite clothes that once made you feel confident and kind of sexy, but those clothes have actually stayed locked in the wardrobe for years now? If this all sounds too familiar, then I'm glad you're here because I'm a scientist, nutritionist and an emotional eating coach and I run a unique program that focuses specifically on emotional eating, nutrition and body confidence. And that program is called the Ultimate Energy Upgrade where we help busy mothers that are in your exact position to transition into a happy, proud and confident state of health that actually lasts long term and believe it or not, we do it without counting calories. You might be at that point in your life right now where you know things need to change and that if you don't, you're going to head down the same path as your parents' health did or even some of your friends that have left it too late. If you're feeling like, yeah, that's me and it's time to make a change, but I'm not totally sure if this will work for me, then I'd say that's a great thought and definitely don't take my word for it. Instead, here are the words and voices of just some of my successful clients. Jody said, I've tried so many diets and failed, but this program is a breath of fresh air. It's unlike anything I've ever done. I feel like being healthy is normal now and not hard work. Darlene said, I found the mindset section particularly effective. Knowing how and why it works the way it does really helped me to make permanent changes and lose weight. Kelly said, my bloating is totally gone and I feel 1000 times better. I just didn't expect it so soon. I'm super happy. And Kathy said, I've lost 20 pounds and I can finally do up my winter jacket and feel comfortable wearing it. More importantly, I'm at peace with myself and I'm no longer confused about or fearing food. So we have a limited number of spots in the next intake, but if you're ready, willing and committed to make change with your health, then what I've done is created an application form which you can find in the show notes below. And if you fill your details out there, myself and my team are going to reach out to explain the exact framework of what we do in the program and how we can support you to get control of your food choices, feel happy and healthy about your body and be full of self-confidence again. Remember, spots are limited. So scroll down to the show notes below, click the link, complete the application form and we'll chat really soon. Okay, let's get back into the show. So, relationship advice. All relationships. I statements. You start with, I have this experience. I want this to change. I feel this way. I would be grateful for your support. That kind of stuff. That's the language. And everybody that's got difficult stuff in their relationship right now, and maybe it's been difficult for a really long time, start there. If you want to talk or bring anything up, I statements, I statements, I statements. And hey, I'm not pretending to be the Messiah. It doesn't mean they're going to respond perfectly, but it's much more useful to come from this is my challenge that I need support with rather than you are challenging, you're my problem. (laughs) Right? Anyway, so what I've got here for you is I've got a template. Now, this is going to verbally sound a little bit confusing, but I'm going to give you some examples off the back of it. And I'm actually going to put this template in the show notes below, uh, depending on conversation, different conversations I have with clients or however we figure this out. Um, sometimes they use this template. Sometimes we create our own template, like as in individual templates for individual people. Um, but basically, this is loosely, this is loosely what we want to do. The idea here is that we, again, communicate with I statements. We communicate what's going on for us, our physical experience. Now, I call this the script of meaning a script of meaning. It has to be meaningful to you and it has to hit them in a way where they feel it too. Now, I'm not asking you to be overly emotional. You might not be a very emotional person, uh, but I'm asking you to be real. And 
We want to get this done under 60 seconds. Usually this script of meaning only needs to be 20 to 30 seconds long for you to effectively communicate to one person what's going on, to get them on your side, to recruit them to your healthy mission and have then a, a team of people, you, you know, two people is the beginning of a team of people that are actually interested in supporting what you want to do for yourself, right? So the script of meaning, and this is how it goes, right? It's going to be a bit confusing, but I'll, I'll just give me a moment, all right? So the way we go is when I do behavior, it makes me feel emotion or experience and history and time frame, followed by deep desire and today and the future, and I no longer want to feel emotion experience, I want to wake up and feel good. So that's why I'm not doing the behavior today, followed by a support request or a thank you. Now, I know you're like, what the hell was that, Maddie? <laughs> so that's the template. That's the template. And basically, you would come along and you would delete my filler words uh, for you to put in what's right for you. Um, and then it would look something like this, okay? So I've got a few different examples here from clients that I've written out before. Um, and it might not come out exactly like this. You might be a bit nervous. You're about to be courageous and communicate your emotions, your feelings, your requirements, your boundaries. Like this could be a really big step for you in your life. And, and if you can do this for the first time, so much is possible. So I really, I really champion anyone that takes this on board because this can begin to really change your life. This is the beginning of you putting boundaries in place, respecting yourself, Self, loving yourself and showing other people that you want them to respect you as well. And just a little side note too, is that remember, nobody will care for you more than yourself. And this is why in the situation, particularly with women and mothers, is that it ends up being like mum ends up absolutely knackered. She's tired all the time, stressed. And that's because no human, and this is, this is everybody, every human, no human will care for you as much as you care for you once you're an adult right? So if you start showing people with this, that you actually care about you, the amount that other people care for you will go up, which is great because you're building a team of people that are interested in looking after you and your health. And it's likely that, and I know for a fact, most of the people that listen to this show are women. There's plenty of men as well, but particularly for women is that people are actually going to start caring about you. And those that don't, guess what? They can piss off. <laughs> That's literally what I say to my clients. The idea of a script of meaning is that we write a few versions and we communicate it to people. And the idea is to get them on board. If on the other side of this meaningful 30 to 60 seconds that you're about to have with them, if on the other side of this, they still attack you, judge you and, and bring you down and try and sabotage your success, genuinely, this is hard, but genuinely, you need to think about and question the relationship you have with that person. If you cannot get them on board with caring about you, respecting your boundaries, loving you in the way that you are trying to love and care for yourself, men included this goes for you too, fellas, then you have to question how that person fits into your life. Because remember I said at the beginning, we're, tri we're tribe animals, we're pack animals. And if you have tribe members that are actively geared towards bringing you down, even in your moment of desperate, kind, grateful request for their support, and they still aren't on board, they're basically a shit person. <laughs> Like, I'm not kidding. You need to question their place. Now, we can't obviously remove everybody. Uh, we've got to, you know, manage some relationships. But 
This will give you information about how to manage that relationship moving forward. Anyway, side tangent complete. Let's get back to some of these scripts, all right? So here's one saying no to deep fried food, particularly chips, right? Whenever I start eating those, I can't stop. They're so good, I just binge my face off and then I feel terrible about the fact I just ate loads of bad food and I know it's been leading to me gaining weight for almost a decade now and I really want to start looking after my body rather than doing things that cause me physical pain like my gut... Oh, I feel really, really bad the next day. It, and it's because, you know, mum has diabetes and I know I'm heading down that path too if things don't change. So if you can help me steer clear of those, hun, I'd really appreciate having you on my team. Did you hear how like meaningful that is? You've got to talk with meaning as well. You don't want to be flippant, right? And, you know, every relationship's got its cute little communication things that they do and playful things and piss take things. And, you know, that's very true for myself is that a lot of the way I communicate is piss taking and joking and sarcasm. And so factor in whatever works for you, but you still have to convey the gravity of what is going on. It's not like somebody died, but you want to, you want to pull on their heartstrings, right? Here's another one for sugar. Whenever I eat sugar, it makes me feel so tired and foggy and I can't really focus for like a few hours afterwards. And that's been happening for a little while now and I I really don't want to feel like I need to nap all day. I'm not 85. I no longer want to feel like sugar totally wipes me out every time I have it. I just want to feel energetic and feel good and enjoy Christmas, you know? So yeah, that's why I'm not eating sugar. Does that make sense? When you say at the end, does that make sense? It's pretty hard for them to say no. And if they say no, that's your opportunity to clarify your physical experience. Interestingly, I had a client this year. Um, Her name was Mel. She's a legend. And we had this conversation because she had not previously been able to communicate that uh, wheat and gluten was something that really wiped her out. Like it really hit her hard, caused loads of inflammation, gut issues, all of that kind of stuff. And she had not been able to communicate it to friends that when we go out for brunch and when we catch up, I actually have to steer clear of this stuff because it wipes me out for a couple of days, right? So two days, she was basically unwell after a single meal. And so we had to write a script of meaning. And yes, it takes a little bit of willpower and a little bit of courage to show up in a way that all of the people around you don't expect you to show up. And she was able to communicate, like, actually, I've got to steer clear from this stuff. And once communicated, everybody around her was like, oh, well, fair enough. Don't do that. <laughs> right? Like, don't wipe yourself out for two days. And, and you might be shocked that the people around you are actually really keen to help you because they're like, they, they might love you. They might like you. And to find out your suffering might devastate them. They might be like, oh my God, let's do whatever we can to avoid this. And then you'll find that every time you catch up with that friend, they might be like, can we eat here? Are you okay to eat here? They'll be factoring you in and thinking about you. Like you might get a really, really good response, uh, which is what we're going for. That's why it's a script of meaning because most people, most people can't respond negatively to somebody in need and being meaningful and deep, right? Here's another one for alcohol, which is a big one around Christmas time, but really it's, it's really all year round. Um, and we know uh, from an, a recent episode that we had with a uh, gray area drinking coach and good friend of mine, Sarah Rusbatch, that the biggest category of growth for alcohol, daily alcohol consumption uh, is women between 40 and 60 years of age. Uh, but irrelevant... This goes for alcohol consumption everywhere because whether you're Australian, British, American, Canadian, like 
alcohol consumption is big in the entire Western world. Uh, and the Western world is obviously creeping into lots of the Eastern world, as we know. <laughs> You've only got to go to Asia to find that out. Uh, but we know that alcohol, it, it's, I mean, it's linked to nine types of cancer. Alcohol consumption is linked to nine types of cancer. So there's lots of reasons to want to communicate this. So, and remember, this, this script of meaning might come out as a, a bit of a conversation. So somebody might, and here's a bit of a, an example, right? Somebody might say, hey, want a beer? Want a glass of wine? Want a, want a champers? You know, whatever it is. And you'd be like, no, I'm not drinking today. And they'll be like, what? What do you mean? Why not? And then you might say something like this. I'm trying to slow my drinking down as I've been drinking loads in the last few years, you know, with lockdowns and all of that kind of stuff that went on and, and I've gained heaps of weight and I realized that the day after I feel really low, not just a hangover, but I actually feel kind of depressed and really kind of have some dark thoughts and it's just not sending me in a good place. And so I'm trying to take some responsibility and, you know, get my head in a good place so I can feel healthy and well and ideally, you know, it'd be good to lose a few kilos in the next few months rather than end up as an alcoholic or a diabetic or with some kind of cancer, you know, or something like that. So I don't know, like, is it cool with you? I might just grab a soda water with lemon or, you know, a non-alcoholic beer. Like um, I brought some with me. Like, are are you cool with that? Is that all right? So you see what I did there? Like... I chucked in a few diseases. Like, remember, we want to. This is a script of meaning, and there's no doubt that alcohol consumption leads to diabetes, cancer, and becoming an alcoholic. Right? These are not. It's no. We're not making up stories. Uh, and sure, I might be putting a bit of a masculine inflection on some of this because I'm a bloke <laughs> in the way that I'm sort of casually throwing around the lingo. But remember, you want to customize this for the way that you communicate with your partner, family, loved ones, that type of thing. Remember, you're not asking them for permission to be a healthy person or to have boundaries. You don't say, hey, is it okay with you if I respect myself? No, you just respect yourself and everybody else falls into line. However, we've got to do it in a way that's meaningful so that we recruit them to your healthy mission. So I hope that this little episode here that we've done in preparation for communication on Christmas is going to help you over the next week. But for whenever you find this, whether Christmas is coming up, whether a birthday is coming up, whether it's simply the weekend, Friday night drinks or whether it's brunch on Sunday morning, if you need to communicate what's going on with you to your partner, to your mum, to your dad, to your children, to your friends, to your workplace, I hope that these scripts and the script will be in the show note below. Remember, I'll put everything in capitals is the thing that you need to replace, right? So I hope that these scripts are helpful. Remember, this is not about being, you know, the, the party pooper and just like, telling everyone I'm not having any fun or joining in in whatever you're doing. I'm doing things on my own. And hey, if you want to do that, that's cool. You can literally, I've got a client last year. She took her own stuff to Christmas lunch because she was that committed to her her health journey and repairing her gut, knowing that Christmas would have wiped her out for another month, right? And you can do that. That's It's up to you where you want to draw the boundaries for what's right for you. But this might be just about regulating the volume that you consume at any particular event. It might be just stopping at one or two or, you know, saying no to dessert, but yes to lunch Um, or having the garlic bread beforehand, but not having, you know, the sugary dessert later. It's not about necessarily saying no. It's just about you starting to put in place some kind of boundary to respect your health and wellness. Uh, And I really believe in the idea of how you do anything is how you do everything. And I remind myself of that all of the time when I feel like I'm letting myself down because 
if I'm doing it in one area of my life, it's likely I'm doing it in another. And so the good thing is though, with that little mantra, is that when you start to show up for yourself in one area of your life around food, like we're doing today, guess what? There's going to be some other areas where you start subtly and maybe even unconsciously or unintentionally putting in boundaries and having conversations and having the courage to talk to people about difficult things because everything you want is on the other side of a sweaty, difficult 10-minute conversation. Sure, it might go a little longer than 10 minutes, but if you can get courage for 10 minutes, then you'll be fine, right? Anyway, thanks for being here. I hope you have had a fantastic 2022 and uh, we've still got another one before the year wraps up, but um, I've loved having you here. And if you're here well beyond 2022, thanks for still being here. Thanks for still listening. This stuff is, it's going to be useful forever. Let's be honest. Uh, And thanks for being here. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on any social media platform, whether it's YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel, by the way, now. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Whether it's Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, share it, give us a tag. Uh, And if you feel like anybody in your family or friends might really benefit from this episode about communicating healthy boundaries around food, please just share this episode with that person if you think that they'll get some value out of it. And look... Maybe this is the person that you actually want to have said difficult conversation with and you can use me in this podcast to begin it and then you can just blame all of the turmoil on me. (laughs) Just like, blame Maddie. I encourage people to do that all the time, to use me as the third party, uh, kind of like a mediator in these difficult conversations or challenging spaces of introducing new ideas and new concepts. So maybe that's a strategy. Anyway, thanks so much for being here and uh, I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.